0: Wouldn't it be great if I could just get some venture capital funding or just get a rich uncle to just pay for this so that I could just focus on building my business? Wrong. You had special K with banana. Today's process is this. Freedom is a responsibility. Sit back, relax. Let's like the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. The understory is filled with monsters and bandits. But if you want to start, grow, or pivot from a business, this is the place for you. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. Let me take a sip of my delicious coffee for one If you have some coffee, take a sip with me. Oh, delicious. All right, so we're going to talk about freedom today. Freedom! Um, so I listen to one good thing about consuming content every day or, or whatever is that if you don't have like some fun anecdotal story, I'm gonna try to think about I'm gonna try to think about a fun anecdotal story while we're talking about this. Is uh it gives you ideas for your content, right? So I was listening to Russell Brunson's Marketing Secret Pod Marketing Secrets Podcast today. Um six six fifty six AM, four fourteen, twenty one. April fourteenth, twenty one. And he talks about how um, you know this. He's going to write this book called Bootstrapped, and it's like a, about the the origins of ClickFunnels and how they did it. And they never took on venture capital funding, right? So they just literally started it from from scratch. And he just got relationships with people, and he paid people, and he made money off of his launches, and he built it into this ridiculously large, huge, giant company. And And the thing is about that is he talks about how the story of if if you have venture capital, when you want to make big decisions, you have to go to the board and then they can say yes or no. And so there's a there's an extra layer of persuasion that's required as the entrepreneur whenever you want to make decisions. And it makes me think about there's this thing in in game theory, right, which is that uh, the idea behind. Um, I learned it when I was listening to someone talk about the Soviet Union and how the idea was, is that the Soviet Union was always doomed to fail. And if you think about a lot of these top down, um, top down political systems like like socialism, communism um You know, any of those types of like, I would say totalitarian, top down totalitarian type regimes, right, where it's you have a a, a central group of people who are deciding for a large group of people what's going to happen and how everything's going to work instead of a bottom up kind of grassroots situation is that. If you take 300 million people, someone's always going to... This is what I think about Florida, right? Whenever whenever something crazy comes out of Florida and everyone makes fun of Florida, um, which we may have to move to one day. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to move to Florida one day for for freedom. Freedom. I'm talking about freedom. But um, when you, whenever something crazy happens in Florida, I always laugh because I was like, well, if you... If you have a, a, a country of 350 million people, something like that's always gonna, something crazy like that's going to happen. If someone's going to be crazy enough to do something like what that Floridian just did. It just so happens that those people like to live in Florida, but you don't you don't get that result without the other 300 million normal people, right? And it's just a numbers game. And so I always laugh when people are like, "Well, we're going to create, you know, this government idea that's we're going to do top down, and then it's just like all three hundred fifty million people are going to agree, and that's not what happens." And so that's why the bottom up individual liberty is superior and has created one of the one of the most profitable, um, most free societies ever. Is it? Is it free? F- you know? Is it the best for everybody? Uh, no. Is it have problems? Yeah. Is it? Is there things we need to work on to make it better? Of course. Um, but that's true of any system. It just has the least amount of problems compared to totalitarian systems, socialism, communism, which killed like you know 150 million people. So whatever. All right. We don't have to have that debate. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a um, political podcast. But it is germane to what we're talking about today. And then that is this. Is that. So the theory is that one of the theories that the Soviet Union was never going to succeed was because it was top down and that there was an enforcement cost for um, to make your people do things. Now, that's why China, China probably won't make it in the way that it's it it probably won't make it in the way that it's conformed right now because of this reason is that the if you take a a society or a game was playing a game where there's not the enforcement costs. Right, then they will typically defeat a sort of an equal adversary that has the, the enforcement costs of forcing their people to do their do their stuff. Okay. That's a very dumbed down, I barely understand it, right? Probably getting it wrong. But the concept is this is that it costs. It costs creative points to force pe- force your people to do things, and so part of the productivity that is is lost because of the mechanisms that must be put in place to make people do what you want. Versus, um, if you're competing against a team that that's on, it's, this is what chemistry in sports is so great, right? If if the chemistry between all of your people on your team is working, it's not because it keeps everyone. I mean, maybe it's because it keeps everyone loose. Right, and it's just like you know, got Johnny Damon doing naked pull-ups in the Boston Red Sox locker room, and everyone thinks that's funny, and they're thinking about that instead of thinking about what happens if we lose. I don't know, but one of the benefits of it is is that is that they it, it makes it easier for people to suborn their own interests to the team if you've got good chemistry. It makes your your stars more likely to you know, not worry about their stats as much and do you know make the play that's the best for the team, which increases the chances of the team to win, and versus. If everybody's on it for themselves and they're doing the bare minimum to make sure that they comply, it's just not as effective as a team. And so what does that have to do with anything about anything about entrepreneurship? Well, it has to do with entrepreneurship in this way. If you have funding, right? If you you have, um, and this goes for having partners too. So I'm not anti-partner, right? But you have to make sure that you and your partners are on the same page. You're on the same page philosophically. Even if you were totally different in terms of your abilities. So ClickFunnels, for example, you've got, I think it's a guy's named Todd Dickerson. I think that's what his name is. I think it's Todd. So I remember that because it's my brother's name. But he's on the coding side and Russell Brunson's on the marketing side, right? And so they're, they're two totally different personalities, two totally different skill sets. But they are have a Venn diagram is totally in alignment with their vision for what they're trying to accomplish. Mostly. Mostly. Come out at night. Mostly. And... And so um, if you're going to take, I'm not saying don't take on partners. I don't have a partner right now at this moment. um, I'm exploring a strategic partnership for what I'm trying to do, but we're exploring. I don't have one at the moment. Okay. So, and you have to be very sure because that will muck up the works faster than anything because you can't convince your partners to do things. You're stuck. And the same thing with the venture capitalists. You can't, you can't, if you have to go get permission from someone, then that's an extra level of. Complexity that you have to deal with, and if the difference between winning and losing is a micron, that extra level of complexity could be what sinks you. Now, some would argue that the the board, you know, keeps watch over you doing your crazy cockamamie um, entrepreneurial things and and taking flyers on things that aren't going to work. And I would argue that's your biggest strength. Why would you give that away? Look. The concept of the understory is as follows: You go into the understory, which is the chaos of creation. You you muck around in there, fighting the bandits and the monsters, and you discover the boons to bring back to your creative clearing. You discover the gold. You discover, you know, you discover the the the, the mana. You'll drink from the cup of glory. You discover the holy grail, and you bring it back. But if you've got to ask permission for you know to do things in there. It's hard if, you know, if you have to go into this cave that you're probably going to get, you know, Luke and Dagobah and you're going to go in there, the board's going to tell you, no, don't go in there. You could, you could, you could lose everything in there. You don't gain everything unless you're willing to put everything on the line. Now you can still gain some of the stuff if you're willing to put some of the stuff on the line, but there's a certain brand of person that. They want to leave it all on the field. And if they don't, they always wonder what would have happened if they would have, even in victory. And so I'm not saying don't take venture capital funding. I'm not saying don't take money from your uncle. I'm not saying any of those things. But what I'm saying is, is there's a certain type of person that will not be satisfied even with success. Not, not if they're like, I did it myself. You can't do it yourself. You need to enlist allies and strategic partners. That's not what this is about. It's not about being able to pound your chest and say, I did it. It's about your very high in openness and your desire to experience things that you want to go the distance on something. So that you know, there are things in my life that I have gone the distance on that in a negative way that um, I don't ever think about again because I was like, Oh, I've, I've gone into the darkness and I have, I have gone to the very edge of destruction in the darkness. Physically on some things Mentally on some things Like um, I've, I've I've Both as Both as someone Purposely taking action To go to those places And then both as someone Finding themselves in that place And You know Experiencing the Of another person Okay And I'm not saying this As braggadociously I'm not even saying That I've gone to All the places I haven't But I've gone to enough Types of those places And seen enough things Where I'm like yeah, don't want to do that. And most people don't, most people don't have to have those experiences and be like, yeah, I don't need to do that. And if I would have known myself better during that time, then I wouldn't have had to do that either. But I didn't know myself. I didn't understand that there's a part of my personality that, that is literally wants to experience everything. And it's it just, is like, what's that about? Right. It's like a curiosity thing. It's, but curiosity can kill the cat. And If I would have known that about myself, I would have been able to actually make some better decisions and been like, yeah, I can I can read some books and some other people that have done this and and just get enough and be able to, you know, I just read some more books that uh, someone tells their story. So I don't have to tell that story, (laughs) but I didn't know myself and I was unwilling to read books about other people's experience and take them in as lessons. So whatever that's part of the, the part of the thing for you is that maybe you hear that and go oh that, that's a good idea and so that i did that for you and in and in, in, uh you know maybe i'll talk about some of those things one day maybe i won't but the point is this is that that part of my personality never goes away and if i was to start a business and take all this venture capital and then make a just gigantically successful business and and be sitting there and have a bunch of money in the bank and whatever I would be dissatisfied not because I didn't do it myself but because I didn't I didn't experience the creation part of it myself there's there's something glorious about going into the darkness going into the chaos and and find and it's like being like Indiana Jones it's like finding the the golden statue in the ruins filled by, you know, booby traps and you bring it out and you, and you give, you don't keep it for yourself. You give it to the museum. Like he didn't, Indiana Jones was not rich. He, he, his whole point was just like, you know, he didn't do it for the money. At least I don't think he did. If I, man, maybe I'm reading Indiana Jones's motivations improperly. I'll have to ask Harrison Ford when I see him next time, lifting weights next to me, um, doing curls with uh, 45 pound dumbbells. Um, true story. Although I think it was not 45 pound dumbbells. I think it was like 25 pound dumbbells, but I'm not going to throw Han Solo under the bus. So, um, and yeah, and that's just a part of my personality. And then I'd have to go out there and start something else. And everybody would look at me, you're crazy. It's because, because there wasn't, there wasn't closure or satisfaction or whatever. I was always going to have to write another book after I went and wrote that crappy ass book that I wrote 20 years ago. Now, I didn't know that the book that I was going to write was going to be creative clearing the Husband Entrepreneur's Guide to Escape the Nine to Five. I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be that book. In fact, that's the last book in the history of time I ever thought I was going to write. I was. I was going. I was going to try to write the next James Patterson book. But when I went into the understory and I mucked around and fought the bandits and the monsters, that's that's the book I discovered. And so, no matter what happens, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, I'm like, at least I wrote a book. And the same concept applies for the businesses that you for, for some people for the businesses that you start. That if if I would have you consider the possibility that one, from a practical standpoint, it makes it more difficult to solve problems if you have to go to someone else for permission because you have a vision that those people don't see. Two, even if you're able to solve the problem going through those people with the extra sort of sort of performance cost that it takes and you're able to do that. I don't know if it's going to give you what you need. One of the reasons why you're listening to this podcast and the sound of my voice is because you have a, you have what some people would consider a sickness and what I consider a gift and it's the gift of curiosity. It's the gift of exploration. It's the gift of an ability to experience creation woman women are able to give birth right and so then they can they get to experience creation by giving birth and made a baby right you did you if you're a man you had very little you had very little to do with that your your total participation in the actual making of the baby was um, I don't know like what a minute 10 minutes right an infant in 20 minutes, whatever. I don't know, whoever you are, you're some magical person and two and a half hours of, of meditative stuff, you know, tantric meditative, wonderful forgiveness. I don't know, whatever it is. Go, go, go with God. Do that. Thank you. It's not me. Um, but that's in the relation to the the nine months. It's not a lot of time, no matter how long it is. And, and so, and, but if you're a, a creative entrepreneur, and you make something from nothing. That's just and you. It, I don't know. It just makes life bearable in some way. You when you know when, I, when things get really hard, I I can always go back to my one man show that I did, and it's like a it's it's like a stopgap to the past, right? And so, but the problem is, is that every you know year that goes by or every month that goes by, that that accomplishment or that thing fades farther into the past. And, and it, it's less of a, of a stopgap measure. So that's one of the reasons you oh, have to keep creating. Now I have the book. So I've got more time now. So I start starting south, I just think about the book. It's a stopgap for me going into the rabbit hole of the past. So anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is this, is that for some of you out there, if you're listening to this, VC funding might solve the immediate problem of being able to start or grow your business but it will never solve the problem of you going into the chaos of the understory alone finding the fighting the bandits and monsters and then coming back out and then then you can take other people into the chaos of the understory and help them find the bandits and the monsters because you never learn how to do that yourself. you never learn how to do that if someone gives you all the money to build your business you just don't I can speak with you, with the confidence of someone who has been there, and with the knowledge of the dark times of facing your facing the monsters of your inside and the bandits of the outside. Oop! Oh, the cops are coming to get me. I don't know if you can hear the hear the sirens. We're coming to you from the garage bunker. You were saved by the bell. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, go buy yourself a journal. You need working papers. You don't need to write in it every day, like a high school diary, but you need to have it around so that you can get your thoughts down when you need to. But for now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is ask yourself, what type of entrepreneur am I? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path to understanding. What is up Rangers? I hope you enjoyed today's process. I certainly did. If you want to get out of my email list, it's very simple. I don't run you through a funnel. I don't have you do smoke signals. I don't have you send me a postcard. Just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. Again, that's wade at understorylawyer.com. Those are my children in the background, Luke and Madeline. I don't have them respond to emails, but I do have them attempt to read all of them and they are three and two three and one, five and two, I don't even know how old they are. However I'm going to show them all your emails, and if you make the cut, maybe I'll send you something back on how to grow, start, or pivot from a business. I've done it all, and if you achieve all three, you get the triple Lindy. I know what it feels like to be trapped, and I know the way out, and the way out is through the understory. So again, if you want to join my email list, just send me an email at wade at understorylawyer.com. wade at understorylawyer.com.